Hi, and welcome to Seeking the Gospel Truth. I'm Giselle Aguiar, and every Sunday is Psalm Sunday. I'll be reading one or two psalms and explaining how they point to Jesus Christ and the good news of his true salvation and or Bible prophecy. I'll also show you how to pray the psalms. I pray that as you hear God's word, it will inspire you to study the Bible daily for yourself. Seek the truth. I pray that God opens your heart, eyes, and mind to understand what the Holy Spirit is trying to tell you. As you become rooted in the word, you'll also be rooted in the hope, joy, and peace that only the living God, Jesus Christ, can give. Be blessed. Psalm 62, we need to be patient before God because victory comes from him. Back in King David's day, he had formidable enemies who slandered him and attacked in different ways. Today, our enemy is Satan, and he not only slanders us, but raises people up to attack our integrity and righteousness. We need to be patient before the Lord to lay our problems, trials, and tribulations before him and wait for his response. Let's dig in. Psalm 62, um, and the introduction reads for Jeduthun, the choir director, a Psalm of David. I read, I wait quietly before the Lord, for my victory comes from him. He alone is my rock and my salvation, my fortress where I will never be shaken. So many enemies against one man, all of them trying to kill me. To them, I'm just a broken down wall or a tottering fence. They plan to topple me from my high position. They delight in telling lies about me. They praise me to my face, but curse me in their hearts. Then we have an interlude, or in some versions it says Selah, which means pause and ponder what you just heard. Hit the pause button. Verse five, let all that I am waiting quietly, let all that I am, let I, <laughs> try this again. Verse five, let all that I am, Wait quietly before God, for my hope or expectation is in him. He alone is my rock and my salvation, my fortress where I will not be shaken. Notice he repeats that again. My victory and honor come from God alone. He is my refuge, a rock where no enemy can reach me. Oh, my people, trust in him at all times. Pour out your heart to him, for God is our refuge. And there's another interlude here. So pause and think about what you just heard. Verse 9, common people are as worthless as a puff of wind, and the powerful are not what they appear to be. If you weigh them on the scales together, they are lighter than a breath of air. Don't make your living by extortion or put your hope in stealing. And if your wealth increases, don't make it the center of your life. That is great advice. Verse 11, God has spoken plainly, and I have heard it many times. Power, O God, belongs to you. Unfailing love, O Lord, is yours. Surely you repay all people according to what they have done. Psalm 62. Well, let's, let's unpack this. 
So David opened Psalm 61, which is the one I did last week, shouting at God. In fact, many Psalms are like that. Undoubtedly, when the psalmist is in trouble, he yells at God. Ultimately, the writer ends up trusting and praising God for being his only hope and salvation. Here, David is waiting quietly. He is showing patience. Patience is part of the fruit of the spirit, which we find in Galatians 5. If you're not familiar with that, click on over to my blog. The link is in the show notes and click on the link to Galatians chapter 5 and you can um, check out that Bible study. Personally, before I was born again, I was not a patient person. The Holy Spirit taught me patience because it's one of the fruits of the spirit and to trust in God alone, in Christ alone. Um, Pastor Sandy Adams sums this up nicely, and I quote, so much of our discontent stems from selfish expectations. We think we know what's best for us. We should come to God with a blank slate. Is our expectation from him? Are we asking God to decide what's best for us and our family? The Hebrew word expectation means literally a twisted cord. David's life, his entire world, was interwoven with God. He's like a yo-yo strung to God's finger. If God sends him down, he goes down. If God wants him to hesitate, he hesitates. If God wants to send him around the world, David is ready. He's spinning on the end of God's string. David has no expectation out of life but to follow God. Notice also in verse 5, David waits for God alone. He has no other options. He's burned all his bridges. He's totally dependent on God. If God doesn't come through, then David is doomed. We insult God when we keep other options open or plan for it just in case. David's faith was in God and God alone. It's interesting this one word alone became the battle cry of the Protestant Reformation. And again, if you're not familiar what happened in that historical moment in time, back in 1517, I think it was, click on over to my blog and I've got a nice article on that. But the Protestant Reformation was the spark that ignited Europe. It caused millions to turn from the false religion of Roman Catholicism and back to biblical Christianity. The reformers championed sola scriptura, which was, um, uh, or the five solas, which is sola scriptura, solo Christus, solo fide, and solo gratia. And they mean, uh, so sola scriptura is script, scripture alone. So scriptural authority comes from the Bible, not the traditions and councils and pronouncements of the church. And uh, a couple of years ago, I did a deep dive into the history of the Catholic Church. I was like, where did they go wrong? It says, well, these human beings that were put in these um, powerful positions got greedy and, um, and just allowed Satan to take over. That's the, best, that's, that's the best way I can put it without going into a whole discourse on it. But um, if you want to uh, click on over my blog and just um, uh, click where it says Roman Catholicism and you can um, check out 
um, that whole series that I did there. And you can actually see the truth of where the, the church went wrong. Um, Solo Christos, Christ alone. He is our mediator, not the Pope or Mary or the saints. Faith alone. Jesus' death on the cross, that's solo fide. Jesus' death on the cross earned a complete pardon for sin, saying the rosary and a thousand Hail Marys can't add to his work. And then solo gratia, grace alone. Um, God's, there's, there's, he's, he's missing one. <laughs> I just noticed that because it's solo gloria to God alone. It's five solas. Um, grace alone. God's favor is a gift. It can't be gained by our good works or charitable deeds or religious rituals, sacraments, all that kind of stuff. Um, but it's interesting. He missed one, or maybe I missed grabbing one because the last one is there's five solas. And the last one is um, uh, soli deo gloria, it's to God alone be the glory, which is how I end all of my podcasts and my blogs. But the question is, is who do you trust? Um, here's a quote from Lloyd, uh, author Lloyd Ogilvie, and I quote, those who trust in God alone have him and everything else. Those who trust in him and anything else end up without him and nothing else. Jesus is our rock and our salvation. The folks that spoke in gospel sum up the good news in, um, in this psalm. Um, and I quote, five times we're told that God truly or only is a rock and fortress against the lies of enemies. When King David trusts God as his only rock, his king, kingship survives the enemy's lies. And when the kingdom of Israel trusts God as their fortress, they're blessed with God's compassionate power that vindicates them from their enemies and accusations. This rock and fortress is Jesus. Jesus has entirely canceled any record of our failures and sins by his death on the cross. In him, our innocence is unassailable. It is walled in between the great rocks of God's grace and sacrifice. But we have an enemy and a culture that loves to accuse, condemn, and cancel us for sins already expunged. And like David warned against us, we try to leverage either our high or our low social status to tip the conversation in our favor. But these are poor fortresses compared to the power and love of Jesus. God the rock is on your side and no enemy can move him. He gave up his son. So how could he not vindicate you from the accusations that cloud your mind and keep you anxious at night? Jesus has already been publicly shamed for you, which means there is no one left who has the right to condemn you now. Even if every thought, friend, demon, or social media platform screams you are guilty, you have been exonerated by Jesus's love and power over death. That means you can rest tonight because Jesus sound, surrounds you like a rock, and he is not convinced by lies. And that's, again, from the folks that spoke the gospel. Um, uh, now, part of what they said there is a reference to Romans chapter 8, where Paul wrote in chapter 8, starting in verse 31, what shall we say about such wonderful things as these? If God is for us, who can ever be against us? 
since he did not spare even his own son, but gave him up for us all, won't he also give us everything else? Who dares accuse us whom God has chosen for his own? No one, for God himself has given us the right standing with himself. Who then will condemn us? No one, for Christ Jesus died for us and was raised to life for us. And he is sitting in the place of honor at God's right hand pleading for us. Can anything ever separate us from Christ's love? Does it mean he no longer loves us if we have trouble or calamity or are persecuted or hungry or destitute or in danger or threatened with death? As the scriptures say, for your sake, we are killed every day. We are being slaughtered like sheep. No, despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loves us. And I am convinced that nothing could ever separate us from God's love, neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither our fears for today nor our worries about tomorrow, not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus, our Lord. So I ask again, who do you trust? Who is your hope in? On where do your expectations fall? Now, every Saturday, I do a weekly wrap-up of Bible prophecy news. You can check out yesterday's um, podcast. And a few weeks ago, I added this prayer to the end. I pray, Jesus, you are the unbreakable, unshakable, immovable foundation that stands the test of time and keeps us standing strong in the face of panic-inducing winds and terrifying storms. Help us to remember that we born-again believers are citizens of the kingdom of heaven and this evil earth is not our home. Thank you for being our confident hope, Lord. Please come soon to fulfill your salvation and grant us patience, strength, courage, and boldness as we wait to see it. Amen. So as you pray this psalm, give your problems, trials, and sorrows to Jesus. Remember, he and only he alone said in John 16, 33, I have told you all this so that you may have peace in me. Here on earth, you will have many trials and sorrows, but take heart because I have overcome the world. Therefore, isn't it time you surrendered your life to the one who alone overcame sin and death? So what are you waiting for? Invite Jesus into your heart and receive the gift of grace and confident hope of eternal life. You don't know what to say, you don't know what to do, there's a prayer in the show notes, or you can click on over my blog, and click on what, what, where it says, how to know Jesus. And the bottom of today's blog, I, I put just one worship song in there, and it is in Christ alone. Um, and it's a beautiful hymn. I love it because it just, it's you're singing the truth. And soli deo gloria, to God alone be the glory. If you're just starting to read the Bible and prefer to hold a book in your hands rather than use an app, it's a good idea to get a study Bible. But which version or translation is best? There are too many to choose from. As a former Catholic, it helped me to have a Bible translation in plain, everyday English. When I first started going back to church, a well-meaning friend told me to get a King James Version. Well, guess what? I got frustrated with the these and the thousands, stopped reading it, totally defeating the purpose. 
Eventually, I got the new international version, and that was great for a new Christian to get into the habit of reading the Bible daily. Today, I also study from the New Living Translation. I'm an affiliate of Christian Book Distributors, and I've chosen two study Bibles that would be great for the new Christian believer. Check them out. The link is in the show notes. Thank you for listening to this episode. I pray that the Holy Spirit, the author of Scripture, touched your heart to reveal the gospel truth that our hope of salvation is through Jesus Christ alone. If you have any comments or questions, feel free to reach out to me via my website or social media. I encourage you to read the Bible daily and seek the truth for yourself. I recommend that you download two free Bible study apps, the YouVersion Bible app and Through the Word. Friends, we are living in strange, crazy times, the last days, the end times. But know that things aren't falling apart, they are falling into place. Jesus said in Revelation 3, 20-22, Look, I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in, and we will share a meal together as friends. Those who are victorious will sit with me on my throne, just as I was victorious and sat with my father on his throne. Anyone with ears to hear must listen to the Spirit and understand what he is saying to the churches. Jesus is knocking. It's up to you to open the door. Peter told us in 2 Peter 3.9, The Lord isn't really being slow about his promise, as some people think. No, he is being patient for your sake. He does not want anyone to be destroyed or perish but wants everyone to repent. Jesus is coming back soon. Are you ready? Repent of your sins and invite Jesus into your heart right now. If you don't know what to say, there's a prayer in the show notes and on my blog. Jesus said in Matthew 24, 14, and the good news about the kingdom will be preached throughout the whole world so that all nations will hear it and then the end will come. Soli Deo Gloria, to God alone be the glory.